0: Paranormal Perception is brought to you by Orange County's first-ever Paranormal Conference, Orange County Paracon, happening on the weekend of October 1st and 2nd. Get info and tickets at ocparacon.com. Paranormal Perception is a full-bodied apparition summoned by 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. You've found it. Your guide through the unknown. This is your guide through the new normal for the new decade. Paranormal perception, parapsychology, restless souls, cryptozoology, disclosure, ghosts, artificial intelligence, unheard whispers. Close your eyes, open your ears. And your mind it is called the unknown for a reason by the end of this episode you'll have a new perception on the paranormal a paranormal perception with henry san miguel mackie albertson and amanda ray Alright, secrets out. I'm not alone anymore, but not really, because I told you guys last week that I wasn't going to be alone. Welcome to Paranormal Perception. This one's going to be a fun one, just like last week. Last week we talked about Conjuring 3, a little movie you might have watched. Uh, Amanda, you, you saw it. You said you loved it.
1: Oh, absolutely. How could I not?
0: Don't say anything, though, because, Mackie, you haven't seen it yet, have you? You what?
2: I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, that that means don't spoil anything. Don't tell her. <laughs> yeah. Death Star blows up. Darth <laughs> Vader is Luke's dad. Spoiler alert for a forty-year-old movie, but uh, we're not, we're, we won't talk about that. But I did mention at the end that we're gonna you're gonna meet two new voices. You're hearing them now. We'll talk about them uh, as, uh, towards the end of the episode. You'll get to know more about them. But I also mentioned that you're gonna meet somebody. That yeah, we feature. I feature a lot of uh, paranormal investigators here on the show. Always have from the very beginning, all, all four seasons. Um, we've had many come on the show and be part of the show. One of them, right here, my buddy Doug, Doug Carnahan. Um, but uh, uh, they, we met. I met new ones. They're paranormal investigators. Yes, they do that, but they're a little different. They. Well, I'm not even going to try to explain it. I'm, I'm. I mean, let me put you on the spot. How would how would you explain what they do?
1: What they do? Yeah,
0: because you, you know them also.
1: I mean, I've been a medium my whole life, but meeting these two boys, they put a whole new perspective and spin on what I thought I knew. You
0: went from medium to extra small.
1: Yeah, honestly, (laughs) I learned stuff that I could have never found online through hours and hours of research. These people just put a whole new perspective to the paranormal for me. So I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear what they have to say, because it's way different, and ugh, the way they explain it is just unreal.
0: It is. It is. And uh, uh, let's, let's get to know them now. Their names are Hero and Shanklin. They are the, the founders and lead investigators of, of Unearthing the Supernatural. They have a YouTube channel. I have everything linked up in the show description. They're a group of Native American paranormal investigators, like I said. So, yeah, that alone makes them different. How they approach it is completely different, and you're about to find out. So, Hero, Shanklin, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing?
3: Doing pretty well. Thank you for having us. Doing well. Thank you for having us, man.
0: Dan, thanks for coming on. So so let's get right into it. I mean, I mentioned the, uh, the channel, the YouTube channel. Everybody, all of you guys can click on their name. it will take you right to it and watch all, the, all their adventures. But talk about um, how, how, how did your paranormal journey begin? Not, not what you're doing on the channel, but just you guys' interest in the paranormal. How did all that begin for you guys?
3: So pretty much we've been doing dealing with paranormal stuff our, our whole lives ever since we were young little little kids, um, uh, for over 15 years now, we've been practicing and doing a lot of stuff as far as for paranormal stuff related to like our tribe. So my brother and I, we come from the uh, Navajo tribe. Uh, and at the very young age, my brother was pretty much taken, you know, to uh, a training ground to where he was taught the ancient ways of medicine ceremonies and everything in between to pretty much help the people but not only people the land the spirits and everything above and beyond so my brother can actually go more in depth of his story on how he went along
4: with that yeah definitely and uh it's since I at the age of 13 i was selected to become a part of this uh, this group and oh boy the adventures that were there with that i've gone through uh, i can write literal books about what 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 I've been through, and what I've gone through, but it's really brought us to where we are right now, to where we are unearthing the supernatural. We decided to, to pick up a camera and actually start filming some of our amazing adventures, some of our ceremonies and trying to establish a medium of, of teaching to, to the common people and be like, hey, this is how you, sh- you should interact with the spirits on a completely different, not only mindset level, but a spiritual level as well.
1: So Hiro, I understand that you were kind of brought into this because of your culture, but where did your uh, interest in the paranormal start? Was it from movies or um, just how did it go before you were chosen by the elders? What got you into all this?
4: In all honesty, it's uh, being raised in the traditional teachings and traditional ways. I've kind of always seen um, spirits, apparitions, and really just growing up in the ceremonial world, ceremonial aspects. It was, it, it, it's a journey for sure, and like I said, as a little kid, I would see them all the time. As a little kid, I would interact with them, and being a part of ceremonies, both me and my brother were raised in it, and in all honesty, though, as far as for the pop culture, paranormal investigating, as a little kid, we were kind of interested in ghosts, the paranormal, and the one show that popped up when we were kids, and we've always been a fan of, and I'm sure there's thousands, if not millions of fans of them as Ghost Adventures, seeing Zach Bagans, uh, Aaron Goodwin, and back when Nick was still part of the team, and just seeing that intro, was like, we're going into these paranormal locations, no big camera crews following us around, and that kind of piqued our interest in the, I guess you would say the pop culture paranormal scene.
2: That's awesome. So, Sean, how about you? what's your paranormal beginning? What's, what got you so invested in all of it?
3: So pretty much uh, I grew up with my brother and we've been through so much together as far as for uh, the spiritual side of things. Um, It kind of goes hand in hand, you know, being with uh, siblings to someone who's gifted, you know, he would tell you, you know, certain spiritual uh, beings are around, or he would tell stories about how he would see ghosts as kids, you know, I wouldn't see them per se but i would feel them and just with our ceremonies um that we grew up on you know kind of similar to what my brother was saying is you you learn how to walk in the realm of the spirits pretty much when you communicate with them and you know i always drew questions and all that stuff as far as for spiritual side of things and and our traditions and cultures, you never really ask questions about like, where they come from, how they interact with other people and everything like that. And kind of like how my brother says too, Ghost Adventures was our starting point into our interest in the pop culture um, uh, paranormal world because there, there were other shows, yes, but there weren't anybody like Zach and those guys. And you gotta give them those guys credit for how they approach the paranormal world as far as for their evidence and their ways that they communicated and that's one thing that kind of piqued my interest was because my brother's gift uh, throughout all 15 years that he's been doing this you know really has really come to fruition and I was just like you would see like all these uh, people and their stigmas about Native Americans or teachings and all that and you pretty much ask anybody you know like how how do you how do you view, view Native Americans as far as for on the spiritual side and ghosts and everyone always talks about one movie the Poltergeist, back in the day you know they always think about that stuff and you know say it it's kind of it has this Hollywood flair on it yes but you know we all want to be able to teach people and get rid of stigmas about Native American cultures and traditions and how we actually use our traditions as far as for our investigations so that's pretty much how I got into the paranormal.
0: Wait, Mankie. Before you answer anything, uh, well, for a couple of things that I, I just thought of right there, where you were talking, you're telling me not everybody looks like Taylor and Poltergeist guys too. <laughs> it's all a lie, really. <laughs> the second thing, uh, and tell the truth, Sean Clinton, How many times since you, when when uh, when your brother first started getting the gift, how many times did he actually scare you by telling you, "Oh, something's behind you," when it really wasn't?
3: Plenty of times it's like too many to <laughs> count right now. Like, it was just pretty much a day to day thing, you know, like, it's like, Oh, you know, someone's over here, someone's over here, you know, and he would describe how they look like. And I was just like, well, what, what are we still doing here? Let's get out of here. You
4: know? <laughs> and, the, and see the biggest thing is I would tell him things like that and I would be like, Hey, there's something around. And there was sometimes I did mess with him, but there was, I, I never told him. So it, it, I'd always leave it a mystery. Like, have him thinking is there really something here or is there not you know
1: so it's so funny that you say that because obviously I have a big brother also and I feel like they were just born to torture us but with you guys and what's going on in your community and these gifts that you have that's just a whole nother level of messing with your siblings I love it
2: yeah I have no idea what I would have done if my brother did that to me growing up in the house I lived in but so i understand you guys have basically been experiencing this your entire life but how long were you investigating for before you decided to create a youtube channel
3: so as far as for all that um, we normally do case-by-case ceremonies for uh people throughout the 15 years and all that and uh up until recently i would say like within the past like five or six years or so when we started taking up residential cases Um, you know, they were starting to get pretty haunting, uh, pretty ghostly and all that. And it wasn't until like, like I said, like ghost adventures really started coming about. That's when we started, like, it wasn't up until a year, year and a half, two years ago that we actually picked up a camera. I was like, all right, let's, we have all this knowledge and teachings. We got our traditional, uh, ceremonies down. Let's put it into practice and let's try to show people what we can offer.
1: So I understand that your tribe holds this gift to a very high esteem. Um, I want to hear a little more about why you chose the team members that you chose to go forward with your YouTube channel.
3: You want to go Go ahead and take that one, Hero?
4: Yeah, definitely. So of course, um, my brother and I are the co-founders of Unearthing the Supernatural. So obviously we're the main two that kind of really started it. Um, we, we want people that we Trust, want people that we can have that can have our backs because the things we go into a lot of times and the level of communication we get with these entities and these beings, oftentimes it can get sketchy, oftentimes it can get dangerous. And when we confront things that aren't of the purest intent, that's when I want to make sure that everyone on my team knows what they're doing, knows what to do per situational basis. So People who come onto our team, I want to make sure that they're of sound mind, sound body, and that they can handle these situations not only with class, respect, and skill, but that they can also be able to have that same, a similar connection, a similar feeling, and we're all on the same page. So obviously, my uncle, we grew up with him our whole lives. He's there with us. He's had our backs. And he was my one of my biggest support systems when I was going through my training, and he was there to always have my back. So obviously, he stepped in. He's he's like our co captain right there. Um, my best friend uh, Pattaya, he's uh, grew up with me my whole life, and he would see kind of the stuff that we'd go through. He'd see the stuff that I would go through, and he he always tells a good story about how we grew up in school, having fun, hanging out, and freshman year he says i just disappeared which is true i i got that's when i got chosen and i had to go a part of this training program and i come back my senior year and he he tells the his version of the story is just amazing because his point of view is like where did dave go and all of a sudden i'm back and i have these markings these tattoos these scars i'm completely different my attitude demeanor everything's changed and he would ask why and slowly i'd bring him along and he got on the same page yeah he's not native american by blood but he's he's been through the trials he's been through everything to go through and now we have our newest member uh and he's my brother's best friend and he too he has a gift he's on the same page with us he's learning and like i said the biggest things with our crew is we want to make sure everyone's on the same page that we have each other's back and that when things get dicey and things get rough we're not gonna buckle under the pressure and we're gonna be able to handle our business.
1: I love how you brought up um, how important respect is with the partners and the people in your group because the things that you face, other people just don't understand. Um, And my next question was gonna be, um, do you plan on adding any new members?
4: Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, as far as we're adding new members, we're we're open definitely to teaching a lot of people and teaching new people as far as adding new members like i said they have to fulfill very strong qualifications to be able like i said handle everything handle things with respect with love and that, this is the biggest thing our group we do things for the spirits first and foremost uh the spirits the other side the entities we are there to help before any filming before anything that takes priority and our crew members have to understand all the qualifications that are needed to not only defend themselves and protect each other, but to go into a location with pure heart, pure mind, any other type of malintent or any other type of misthoughts or misdirections. These, these spirits and these entities, they'll sniff that out. And that, that, that's the biggest thing with our group is we're pure of intention, pure of heart, and we're there to help.
1: I love that. So um, I was raised in a predominantly Christian household. And growing up as a part of the church and being raised in that light, the gift I had was not always accepted. So for you growing up in a culture where it was not only accepted, but encouraged, how do you think that shaped your spiritual journey doing this?
4: Now, uh, as far as for dealing with the paranormal, um, when you, I guess, pop culture, dealing with dead people, um, they did encourage it. They taught us. They helped us go through it. But there's still some taboos that very select people will go through. Um, As far as for the encouragement level, as far as for the support systems that we have, that is huge. And a lot of that will, I I guess, translate into how we investigate our support system, the love that we care we have from our family, our elders, just the ones that have our backs. Um, We can walk with that. We can walk with that pride, walk with that protection, walk with those blessings. And it it helps. It definitely helps, especially when times get rough, when you're kind of on your knees and you're having a hard time. You look behind you and to see who's supporting you and who you're protecting and who you're taking care of. And those are your biggest drives, especially when times get hard.
2: So I know you guys probably have so many different locations you have in mind that you want to go investigate, but how do you narrow it down to which locations you actually want to go investigate for your YouTube channel?
3: Let me take that one, Hero. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, pretty much the selection process that goes into where we go to investigate is a lot of um, ties into like our spiritual foresight. Um, definitely, we, what our tactics we like to use is we get a list of places, and pretty much, you know, we get our feelings through our spiritual connections and be like, okay, which, which locations need spirits that need help the most, essentially. You know, pretty much every location that we've gone to, for some reason, we've always had a calling to go to those places because there's always a certain reason to go there. There was always a new lesson or a new teaching to be taught at every one of our locations that we go to. So pretty much we let the spirits guide us where we go for our investigations.
2: That's awesome. It sounds super cool to me.
0: Yeah, definitely is. And we are talking to Hero and Sean Klan. You're hearing a, a little bit about why. We'll hear the how right after this. Wondering what they'll say next? In a few moments, you'll find out. Paranormal Perception. We'll be right back. Perception presents OC Paracon, Orange, Orange County's, County's first, first ever paranormal, paranormal conference, conference taking place on, on the first, first weekend in October. October. Join Henry as he welcomes to the OC Paracon main stage Hollywood's, Hollywood's good witch, Patty Negri, longtime friend of the show, psychic, author, and investigator Jeff Dwyer, Haunted Orange County Paranormal Tour and Event Company. Paraflix.com and Paraflix CEO Natalie Jones. Award winning videographer and paranormal TV series producer Barry Conrad. Vernon Mahabob, founder and director of the Palmistry Institute of Los Angeles. Cleet Keith, author of Ghosts of Greystone Mansion, Beverly Hills. And more guests to be announced soon. Paranormal and occult vendors will also be in attendance, and so should you. Get more information and badges at ocparacon.com. OC Paracon is being organized by Paranormal Perception and 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC. Taking a look at the unseen world around us. Your guide through the unknown. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. And we are back to paranormal perception, the unseen world. That's definitely something that you'll see. You'll see them see on unearthed the supernatural. Have the links to everything again on the show description. Here I'm in Sean Clang with us. Okay, you guys. So let's let's get into it. You, those of you that have seen the uh, the the YouTube videos, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, again, click uh, click the um, click on their name. It'll take you right to the YouTube channel. You don't have to go search for them. But you'll see they they handle they have the usual rampods and you know, all, all the usual equipment you see on on t v shows or if you yourselves go out and do investigation they'll they they'll have that but then you'll also see them do perform ceremonies uh, you may not see all of them the whole thing they do cut it cut some of it out but explain here sean clan or uh, either one of you explain what why do you use your the the ceremonies what what is what is the purpose of them go ahead and take this one Hero.
4: yeah, so the purpose of the ceremonies is uh this year We go in to help the spirits and the other entities of the other world first and foremost. And the ceremonies that we do is literally kind of bridging the gap. It's our means of literally walking in their world and having their world mesh with ours and making those levels of communication pure. And that's making it strong. Then I attribute these ceremonies. I attribute a lot of our, 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 our way of growing up our hearts, our means of uh, why we're there and why we're there to help. Uh, these beings, these entities, they can read us. They can see our intention. And when they see our intentions are pure and our intentions are there to help in whatever means that we can, then they're willing to talk. They're willing to bridge that gap. They're willing to come into our world and have allow us to walk in theirs and to have these pure lines of communication. And these ceremonies that we do are a means of solving a lot of their problems, whether that be feeding them, whether that be acknowledging them, helping them cross over to the other side, or just giving them an, a, a means to tell their story. And I, I attribute a lot of that to, to the spirits. So like I said, we're just a bridge, we're the conduit. It's them that kind of make the show and make the things go, go around.
0: Uh, yeah. And like I mentioned, you, you you don't show the whole ceremony. Is there a reason why you don't show all of the ceremony?
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are very respectful of our traditional stories and sac- seeking, sacred teachings and sacred ceremonies. We, unfortunately, the Native American people as a whole have been subject to a lot of cultural appropriation to where people will try to steal the ceremonies and try to uh, act as if they have been ordained and been able to do it. And it gets them in trouble if they don't know the protocol, the steps, the means to perform the ceremonies with good minds, good intentions. And they'll be missing a lot of steps if they just take it at face value. So we make sure that we protect our sacred knowledge. Um, We definitely want to teach. We definitely want to be able to allow the, the people to understand what we go through, understand how to interact with the spirit world and how we do it and how. Maybe some practices that they can use, but as far as for the ceremonies and the sacred teachings behind it, we cut it off because we don't want any cultural appropriation. we don't want people messing with things that they don't quite fully understand. We are more than willing to help we are more than willing to talk and maybe even show certain guests um some of our ceremonies, especially in person they'll be able to see the full thing in effect. But as far as for having it on public display, we are very protective and very um we were very stingy with our ceremonies and teachings.
0: Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. And, and I will say this for the just general listeners, uh, listen to panel perception that makes total sense, the cultural appropriation. But as you were saying that, I was thinking that actually applies also to non-native investigators. Cause uh, you know, besides you guys, there's a lot of people doing their, putting their investigations or rituals or whatever on, on their YouTube. A lot of times, they don't know what they're doing so if people are copying you know that like you said they might be inviting something that you don't like into your home so yeah it makes a lot of sense that and maybe and, you know get some education out of it maybe some a little bit of enjoyment but don't like the old warning used to say don't try this at home kids
4: exactly exactly and here, here's the thing it, let's say you do invite something or that ceremony uh bringing something in that you don't quite fully understand are you prepared to interact with that spirit uh, there is going to you let's just say you call upon a high level being they come in are you prepared to interact with them are you truly prepared to speak on the level of these beings and some people are like oh yeah no problem I'll, I'll speak with them no problem but there there's certain beings of this world they emit such power such radiance that our human eyes are forced to look down we are like there's some sort of power that prevents us from looking at them with whether that be respect power essence and you get put down to the level of an ant. and how you interact with beings like that that's something that you have to be prepared for
0: yeah yeah not everybody can be like hero there is one video where he literally pushes a demon back you can hear it oh yeah he does see all the reason why you should go watch the the the, uh the channel all the videos are there um like i mentioned uh, also as we're beginning this segment you you guys you do use the usual toys i'll call them you know rampods the um emfs all those things uh with the abilities that you have what's what what? How do you use the uh, the equipment? Is is it to confirm what you're seeing, or 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 how do you, why why do you use the equipment? So
3: pretty much, with the, why we use equipment is kind of like how you're saying a a, a version of a, a version of validation is pretty much you know because us in, in our crew, we know when we're talking to a spirit, we know when we're helping them, and um, everything like that, but the audience themselves are not on that level to where they can see it. Only a gifted few, uh, say like, if they wanna go on an investigation with us, only the gifted few will be able to notice and see who we're communicating with. Now, that's why we try to use equipment is pretty much to validate what we're saying, what we're talking, and even in, with some of our equipment, like the, the spirit box, you know, um, equipment that wasn't made by Native Americans, they don't have the language that we speak, our very sacred languages that we use, you know, to be able to have an instrument like that, being able to speak our language back to our responses, you know, just further validates who we're talking to and the level that we're talking to with these spirits. And that's essentially why we use equipment to kind of, I guess, connect with our audience to be able to show them like, look, this is actually works. This is who we are and this is what we do. And that's essentially why we use equipment.
2: Well, that's all good reasoning. And I just want to say, I really re- appreciate what you guys post and what you do just because personally, if I would have had guys like you to watch on YouTube when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have been in half of the bad situations that I was in (laughs) growing up with this type stuff. So that's awesome that you're able to maybe even help younger generations learn about all the stuff more in detail. But with that being said, what was the reaction to your channel from your family and other Native Americans? did you have great reactions from them or what was that like
3: so we've had definitely mixed feelings from our tribe and some of our family members as well um because i guess you can go to say it's a generational trauma you know our elders grew up in a time to where hollywood portrayed native americans in such a bad light you know um so they learned how to pretty much shelter our traditions and culture our traditions and cultures and our ceremonies barely became legal in the United States in the 1970s. So that's why they hold so tight to our cultures and beliefs that they do not want that to come out. But now the reason why we want to do this is to be able to, it's a new era. It's a new time. People are walking on our motherland and everything like that. So why not teach them the basics on how to respect the land and the spirits within it? So As you can kind of tell by how I'm going, some of our elders, you know, do not like that we're going out there and showing what Native Americans can bring to the table. But in a sense, that's why we do not show all of our ceremonies in, in its entirety, you know, just so because I think that's what the main thing they're worried about is the cultural appropriation. And, you know, but as far as for our close family members, you know, they love the idea. They love our motives and why we're trying to do this is to help the spirits themselves and to teach people how to help the spirits themselves as well. So definitely mixed feelings there. It's definitely a new territory for Native Americans that we have not ourselves been so open about our culture. And so that's one thing. That's why we're groundbreaking and new to all this stuff is because we're one of the first ones to be able to portray you know, Native Americans and how they actually walk on this earth.
1: I love that. I love that. I mean, it's a pretty big deal to go out and willingly put yourselves in these positions and places like these, not only to investigate them, but to continue to share it with others. Um, What's the purpose of your investigation or your main goals for these videos and sharing them with others?
3: So pretty much, it kind of goes down to a case-by-case basis, um, wherever investigations we go to. Um, Like, as you can see in our old Gila County Jail episode, there were a lot of spirits who were stuck there. And I guess you could say there's a lot of levels that kind of go in between that, um, as far as for, you know, a dark entity pretty much holding down these spirits and not letting them cross over. And sometimes, you know, you see these investigators, they go to locations, they'll be like, okay, you, you spirits are free. Now you guys can go ahead and go into the other world, but they don't see that dark entity holding them back. Like, no, I'm not going to let them go, you know? So in a sense, that's where we kind of dive deeper into our investigations and we find the true purpose of why these spirits aren't leaving. Some choose to stay and that's fine. They can stay. We give them offering and pretty much energy and strength to be able to stay at these locations. and that's just the main thing is we we won't tell everybody all of our traditional traditional songs and ceremonies, but there are some ways and techniques pretty much you can use from our videos to be able to communicate to certain type of entities. In our episodes, we, we don't just see a ghost as like black and white, you know, we don't see as a one category. There's multiple factions inside of the spiritual world and you got to know how to pretty much interact with them and deduce and investigate on who you're talking to and how to approach them in that essence so essentially that's what we want people to know is like if you investigate someplace if you go anywhere in the world you know always understand the what land you're walking on not just what happened in the past 200 years but think before you know who was on that land was walking on that land what that land was used for back in that day And that in itself is how you can kind of tie into the building, but also the land and the history and go back even further to be able to draw out the message of what the spirits are trying to say.
1: Absolutely. And your episodes, they're all so informative. So I think the question everyone wants to know is when will season two start shooting?
3: (laughs) Definitely. So we're actually in the process of setting up investigations for season two now. So um hopefully hopefully episodes will start airing within the next month or two so definitely everybody keep your eyes out for that that, because that's going to be we've definitely stepped up our game as far as for video shooting video as far as for the experience for the audience we've definitely stepped up our game a lot as far as for storytelling and everything so us as a crew we're ants we're excited and we're ready to start shooting season two
0: yeah, I mean, I saw it uh, not too long ago. You guys, you're going to incorporate aerial footage now. So there's, you got that to look forward to in season two. Um, I have it linked up on the show description, like I said, but go ahead and let everybody know the the YouTube channel, uh, website, social media, everywhere they can follow everything and everything you guys do.
3: Yeah, so we have a, a YouTube channel uh, called Unearthing the Supernatural. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Um, my brother also has Spiritual Lessons and Tales podcast. Um, you can look up on Anchor. He, he kind of goes more into telling the stories and teachings of certain time periods in the spiritual world. And um, if you guys, that's one thing we want everyone to know is if anyone needs help, if anyone has questions, all you have to do is just message us. We have our, open, our inbox open to anybody who has questions. If you need help across the world, you know, we've already helped so many people out. You know, we're just letting that everyone know that we're open arms as far as
0: for who wants to know more. And when, when you say for me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you say help, help, because you, you will get some calls from me from this show. Do you do it remotely depending on their location? So kind
3: of based on the, the person's needs and wants, pretty much they have a, a lot of times what we've come to find out right now is what we've come to up to now is people ask questions like I'm dealing with so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so in my house. How do I deal with it? What are the steps that you would take to be able to possibly have the spirit calm down, either help it pass on or pretty much give them the basics on how to deduce uh, what kind of spirit is there? So pretty much um, been using an example, you know, there's a haunting at a house and the spirit won't leave. And it was very angry. Okay. Well, but the first steps that you should take is acknowledge that it's there. Give it an offering, pretty much talk to it and pray to it. Go outside, give it a tobacco offering. Tobacco offering is considered currency, I guess you could say, in the spiritual world. You give that currency to the spirit, you know, and then see. And if we always tell them, if it continues going on, let us know. And then we can take further steps on into what we do next, whether that be we go out there and try to help you out in person. Or pretty much that's how our steps go. Is we give them the basics first, and if they need more help, we'll help them out if they ask.
0: Okay. And he, here you mentioned it. You, uh, I guess we could say you could tease it a little bit earlier in the in the first segment. I could write books about it. You actually have. So tell everybody where they can find your books.
4: Yeah, definitely. So um, I got my first published book. It's called uh, The Journeys of a Young Spirit Abalone, which actually gives a first person. Uh, kind of point of view of one of our spirits that uh, of our traditional culture and belief. It's, it's a lesson book to where every chapter you're, you're, you're learning about growing up. You're learning about adolescence, learning about being one with the spirit world and interacting with the whole new world. It's a great adventure book for people. If you just want to learn about adventures and then for those that want to learn to listen a little bit more, it's a book telling about, um, honing into your gift, kind of stepping into your destiny. And it's part one of a four-part series. Um, I'm currently working on part two, as well as other uh, books about our cultural tales and tellings. You can find those on Amazon. Uh, you can look up my name. Uh, uh, author name is David Aberly. Again, that book is Journeys of a Young Spirit, Abalone,
0: And I will find it for you and link it up on the show description all there for you. Just click on his name. Boom, there you go. See, you're welcome. Uh, so again, Hero Shanklin, thanks a lot for coming on. I have everything linked up on the, on the show description. Love everything you guys do. I told you that from the moment I, I saw you guys. And thank you, by the way, to our friends, Jay Marie H. They're the ones that turned me on to you guys. So thank you to both of them for letting me know about you. And that I have a feeling it's not the last time we'll hear you on Paranormal Perception. So thanks again for
4: coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yes, we really appreciate it. Many blessings to you and all your listeners. And we look forward to the future with all of you guys.
0: So there you go. Before we get out of here, though, like I said, I promised I always keep my promises. Sometimes depends on who you are. Uh, uh, you're going to meet the new voices. I'm, it's not just me anymore. If you're hearing voices, good. You're supposed to. So should we flip a corner? Who wants to go first? Who wants to tell their story first?
1: Mackie I does. I I'll go. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I'll go. So my first experiences with the paranormal was when I was extremely young. I was around... Actually, my earliest memories involved something paranormal. So around three years old, from that point on, I realized I was growing up in a haunted house and I was absolutely terrified of all of it and the things that I was seeing when I was little. So fast forward all these years, I've somehow gotten over my fear a little bit and actually started looking for this type of stuff because it just interests me so much at this point. So from that point on is when I met Amanda and here we are today, but all in all, I think I'm really excited to be part of this podcast just because when I was younger, I didn't have anyone to talk to about this stuff. I didn't hear anyone's stories. So being able to hear other people's experiences and their ideas on this type of stuff I'm just so interested in it. I'm super excited to learn new things and just hear everyone's stories.
0: That's why you said that. I mean, I caught that a second ago. You were telling Hero and Shanklin. I, I wish I had somebody like you guys to guide me with that. Now I get that. That makes sense. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I didn't have anyone. like My family didn't wasn't into this stuff at all. I just had no one to talk to about it. So I would have loved to have guys like them that I could watch on YouTube when I was that age.
0: See, I want to ask a million questions. I know the audience does too, but we're going to tease it. We're going to say that. You'll, you'll hear the story as we go along. So that means your turn.
1: Uh, uh, the Pressure's on now. Well, <laughs> I just think it's so funny because me and Mackie really do have such similar stories, even though we met way later in life. But for me, the paranormal was something that I was never really interested in. It's not something that I wanted to seek out or be a part of but something that I guess you could kind of say chose me. um, Before I was able to speak, I used to draw spirits. So there was never a time in my life where they were without me. I've always seen and heard the dead. And in the beginning, it was a really, really negative experience. I grew up in a pretty haunted home. I had some bad entities following me around. So it wasn't only something that I didn't pursue, but it was something that I wished I didn't have. And kind of similar to Mackie, Growing up, it was something that I tried to hide, and then when I (laughs) downloaded TikTok, I'm sure some of you guys know what that is, I ended up posting a video talking about my experiences, and it was the very first time I came out publicly talking about what I had gone through and the things I had seen, and it was received really well. I had a lot of fear that people were going to think I was crazy because, honestly, the paranormal and the things that we see are different. And if you don't see them yourselves, it's a little hard to fully comprehend what's going on. So to find a group of like-minded people who not only believe in the paranormal but also have similar experiences to me was just such a blessing. And that's why I'm so stoked to be a part of a podcast where every single week I get to talk about my life experiences and meet people who have similar ones.
0: And I can't wait until... Halloween. I wonder what Halloween is going to be like here on. Because last year, what we did for the well, we actually did it on Devil's Night, which is the night before Halloween. We the listeners sent in their stories, their experiences, what what they what they've what they've been through. So I'm I know I know most of them. You you both have told me them. So now you you get to share, not all of them because we'll be here for five hours, but a few of those.
1: You guys are in for some treats. I mean, I've been doing this for twenty years, so. Just get ready for them.
0: Yeah, and we also have OC Paracon. You're both going to be there now, obviously. Um, and Friday, we're gonna we're gonna, do, we're gonna do a couple of things. One, um, we didn't say it when they were on. We're still um, gonna come up with the times and all that. But I will say, breaking news: I can say they will be there. Unearthing the uh, the supernatural. The the boys will be there. The whole team, actually, not just not just uh, Hero and Shankland. Their whole team will be. Here at OC Paracon, they're going to be on a panel talking about how do you start a paranormal YouTube channel? Why do you do it? How do you do it? They'll, they'll talk about all of that. We'll have two. They'll have them who, even though if you go there, they've got tons of views, they're relatively new. They've only been doing it for a little over a year. Uh, then there's going to be another group that has been doing it for oh maybe two or three years, but their subscriptions are in the millions. And um, so from both ends, we'll we'll, we'll look at um, uh, why do you do it, how do you start it, uh, does, how much does it cost, all, all of that. They'll cover all of that. Both of you will get to moderate that one, so you'll lead that one. And then that night, I know you're, you're both going to want to be on this one. We're going to end it, and I'm getting a ton of um, emails, people telling me they want to they do that. We're going to open up the stage, the microphones, turn off the lights. We'll We'll turn on the fireplace, a virtual one, but a fireplace. <laughs> The hotel won't let us turn on the, a real fire in, in the thing. But everybody will do that. They'll share their their ghost stories. So uh, maybe we three can kick it up. I've I've shared some of mine here over the years. Um, I, I, I've i shared some with both of you. You haven't heard them all, not all the details. So um, uh, we'll do that there. So all of that coming up. And now, now next week, let me tease it. I haven't confirmed yet, so it may change between now and next Friday. But we're getting close to disclosure. You were asking me earlier as i was getting my coffee you're asking me (laughs) what what is that what's disclosure disclosure basically is the our government uh, they're on on, we're on a countdown at june 21st is when it's supposed to happen they are under order to reveal everything and anything having to do with the existence of alien life forms that they have been there we have talked to them um So far, they've been saying, no, not really, but they're under orders. On the 21st, we're supposed to get everything. It's called uh, Disclosure with a capital D. So uh, we're going to have somebody who wrote actually the second edition to a book that they wrote to somebody. They're talking about the cover-ups, the cover-ups that the government has been doing since eh, Roswell, New Mexico. We'll put it that way. So from then to now, um, how it's been covered up and how it might be about to... Be blown all open, and I will say seriously: if you're all wondering why am I hearing all this stuff on UFOs, UAPs, I guess is the way, yeah, unidentified aerial phenomena is the new word, not UFOs anymore. Why am I hearing so much about it? Well, because on the national show, Coast to Coast AM, they've been doing a lot. Uh, you've been hearing a lot here on on paranormal perception. Um, a lot of YouTubers that talk about the stuff they've been talking about it exactly for that. Because we're now two weeks away as we're recording this from potentially the world changing forever because if if this comes out well i'll ask you now that you know what what disclosure is how will it change your world if at all knowing that we have been talking to aliens this whole time
1: you know what i'm super well versed in dealing with the dead having done it my whole (laughs) life but aliens that's gonna be a whole nother ballpark for me Mackie, I know, is obsessed with aliens and is convinced oh, yeah. they exist. So sh- I have a feeling you're going to be so stoked for this.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to see what happens. I love aliens, UFOs, all of that. So I cannot wait. <laughs>
0: yeah. We'll, we'll be doing a lot of that. We, we're actually, um, Stephen Bassett is going to come back on. He started actually this season. He's the one that's leading the charge. If this does happen, we're supposed to have. Um, uh, a congressional hearing, and he's actually going to be the one leading all of that. So he, we'll have him here. He told us he would be here, so he'll be here and, and to tell us exactly what what they're going to talk about. I still, in a friendly way, keep telling them no, it's not going to happen. He's adamant that it will happen. We'll see. Like I said, we're two weeks away. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll cover it here on Paranormal Perception. We'll be back next week. Uh, everybody, stay safe. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you. We'll give you a new perception on the paranormal next Friday. That was Paranormal Perception. Follow us on Twitter at Paraperception1, Instagram Paranormal Perception2. If you're not there already, visit the show's official website, ParanormalPerception.show. Henry Mackey and Amanda will return next week to give you another perception on the paranormal. A Paranormal Perception. Paranormal perception is a full-bodied apparition summoned by 22 Creations Multimedia,
4: MLC.